Oh, well, go on. I'm Jim and he's Ant. Shocking. And this is Inner Circle, the podcast for The Circle, Channel 4's new reality TV show that is somewhere in between Big Brother and Black Mirror. Look, it's Friday night. We've just seen a show. We've all had a drink, but thankfully Ant has lined up a very special guest, which we're going to get to in a minute. But tonight's episode, plot twists were coming thick and fast, so we have a whole load to chat about. And just in case you missed anything from tonight's episode, Ant is going to sum it all up in just half a minute. Ant has your circle in 30. Hit the clock. It was another show of shocks, the biggest being it turns out that Ryan may actually be psychic. He got a sense Janelle was unhappy and not feeling well, and then she left the show because of illness. The fact Janelle had a baby shocked everybody, which does make you wonder how they're going to feel when they find out that Kate has a penis. Uh, Hannah thought Scotty was trying to get into a good book, so I thought he was trying to get into something else, but he won't get the chance now. And we welcome the 57-year-old catfish whose name no one can say. Yes, Mary, Maria, Mary, me, Murd, Mide, me, me, uh. <laughs> Here's my top tip for anyone who is watching The Circle and is a fan of The Circle tonight. If you want a little bit more information on what happened tonight, don't Google double blocking because oh. it takes you to Pornhub and down a whole wormhole <laughs> that you don't want to go into. The other thing I learned tonight is that if you put hashtag facts are facts at the end of any sentence, as Freddie does, even if it's just opinion, that makes it a fact. And I wish the Brexit guys had known that because they could have put that on the side of the bus. We're going to give 350 million quid to the NHS. Hashtag facts are facts. And suddenly it's true. Inner Circle is the best podcast ever made, ever. Facts are facts. The facts are, though, that we had a double blocking tonight. The first person to leave was Janelle, who left by her own accord. Were you surprised that she exited the circle and because of a headache? Um, well, no, because that actually just tells us where she is located in the building because she's obviously either next to or above Freddie's apartment <laughs> and that's why she's got these terrible migraines. Yeah, no one could cope with that for too long. Do you know who, do you know who wasn't surprised that Janelle left? Who? Alex's Twitter account. I don't know if you saw this, but about an hour before Jan- the show even started, Alex's Twitter account, which is obviously handled by friends and family, tweeted that they were shocked that Janelle had left the circle. Ooh. So this was like maybe f- 45 minutes before anything had happened, an hour and a half before anything had happened. Now I replied to this via our Twitter account, at the Circle Pod, and they claimed that it was because of a story that was published on a website somewhere. But it does raise questions as to about as to about when these things are happening and when they're being screened and how much delay time there is between what's happening. I reckon I could have put a tasty bet on Janelle leaving, though, before that actually happened. Well, it does make you wonder as well, like, if, like where are they getting that information from? Are they actually in communication with Alex? Well, here's a theory. Maybe the people that are running the Twitter account are the people who are in the circle. So although Alex's Twitter account is supposed to be run by his friends and family... Are we actually talking about it being that far in delay that they're being run by the individuals themselves? Ooh. So is Alex pretending to be Kate, but is Kate running Alex's Twitter account, then pretending to be Kate and pretending to be Alex who's running the Twitter account? I don't know about that. It's like Inception. It is like Inception. (laughs) A a tweet within a tweet. Now, speaking of tweets, uh, let's pick out our favourite tweets from tonight's show. Well, I haven't got one because I was a little bit obsessed with the Ask Kathy hashtag that was introduced by Channel 4. 
this week where they were giving people the opportunity to ask a question to Kathy, who, if you don't know, is Ryan's spirit guide <laughs> in the circle. Uh, and there were, there were no particular questions that I thought were brilliant, but the answers were brilliant because for every answer, they just sc- filmed an empty chair <laughs> with silence over it. So I thought that was genius. That was my favourite thing on Twitter over the last 24 yeah, hours. I can't wait till she does a podcast. That'll be uh, really <laughs> gripping. Before we get on to the other blocking that was happened tonight and the new person that's gone in as well, let's go to your very special guest because it's a good one tonight. Anne. Yeah, well, we're talking about people going into the circle. Let's find out what you might have to do to get into the circle yourself. We're very lucky tonight to speak to somebody who was chatting to the producers before production and almost made it into the game. So let's see if she can shed any light onto the process. It's Lisa Lee Dark. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Lisa Lee Dark and I'm from South Wales and I'm an opera singer and writer and I'm known for being born with an intersex medical condition and I've spent almost 20 years raising awareness by giving interviews. So just for those people who aren't aware, and you must do this a lot, what's the best way to describe the intersex condition for somebody who's thinking... What's that Ooh. like me? It's kind of, in layman's terms, it, it's sort of, uh, what the condition I've got is called congenital adrenal hyperplasia. And how it affected me, it meant that whilst I was in my mother's womb, I got overexposed to the male hormone testosterone. So my female genitalia was fused and enlarged, so it looked like a male penis. And then wow. when I was born, doctors thought I was male, so they, they I was decided that I was male and they kind of... I did really find out properly until I was a teenager that actually I was genetically female and I had all reproductive organs. So then I had to sort of accept myself as I was. And considering that we're talking about a game show where people are pretending to be other people, how do you identify yourself? Are you more male, female? How would you describe yourself? I don't really class myself as very feminine or very masculine. I see myself quite middle but i accept that genetically and how i how i was designed i was supposed to be female so i kind of i accept that i'm female but i kind of feel intersexed really i kind of don't really expect people to say he or she or i'm just me and do you think the fact that you've got this condition was one of the reasons that attracted the producers to you in the first place um, yeah, I think they did. I think they came to me because of my intersex condition. And I don't know if they'd been seeing... Because if you remember, recently on Channel 4, they did the big gender debate, I think it was called. And I I did mouth off to some people who was attacking transgender people because they were saying, it's only male or female, you're either one or the other. And I think, well, medically, that's not actually correct because you have people who were born with an extra chromosome or people like myself who are sort of mixed up. And you do, because whenever you mention intersex, everybody thinks hermaphrodite and they just think, I don't think they really use that word today. And it's kind of, there are other conditions, there are still classes intersex. So it's kind of... Because I was different, I, I assumed they picked up on that and they thought it would be good within the show. And I was, and that's one of the things I've been slightly disappointed with in the show, is that they haven't put in people who are really sort of um, connected to some really touchy subjects. You know, you think you've got refugees, you've got the far right, you've got people like me to do with gender issues. I thought they might have had a few people in there like that to sort of kind of 
stir things up a little bit. Well, I suppose the closest they've got to that is Ryan, who's not only a psychic, but a, a fan of Nigel Farage, and you don't meet many people with that combination. <laughs> Tell me about the first time that you heard about the show, The Circle. Uh, did you see an advert? Did somebody approach you? Uh, was it something on social media? No, nothing. I didn't see anything because I kind of I don't look for any reality TV things, and I kind of I haven't got an agent that goes scouts about looking for work like this for me. It was somebody called Patrick who's to do with a production company or some type of producer, and he he messaged me on Facebook, and I think he messaged me on um, Twitter as well. A couple of them. I've actually had a few reality TV people come to come to me for some reason, and. They, t- they explained the show and the format. At first I thought, no, because they said as well. But they did tell me that, don't worry, there wouldn't be no filming in the bathrooms and things like that. And I think, that's not actually true because you are filming in the bathroom. So it sounds like they were quite keen to get you into the show. So what was the process when you started speaking to the producers? Was there like emails? Was there phone calls? Did they invite you to an audition? I'm just wondering if there's any sort of tips or secrets that you got about what was happening in advance. No, not really, because it was just mostly it was just interactions from online social media from one of the producers. And then I had a phone call or two off one of the other ones, somebody called Frankie. And she had quite an irritating voice. She was like a children's TV (laughs) presenter. (laughs) And I just thought, oh, she's getting on my nerves. But I shouldn't say that, should I? (laughs) But um, and then what was going to happen was if they were interested in you, they would get in touch with you to sort of go up and meet the producers and then they would just pick out who was going to get through or not. But what I found strange was she told me, if I haven't heard nothing by the end of October, then you haven't been chosen. So I thought, well, I don't get why the end of October, because I know it was being done in September. Although if you watch the programme now, it looks like it's already all been filmed. It doesn't look like it's live or anything. And it's interesting they say by the end of October, because maybe that means they're planning a second series. Yeah, I know, because that's what made me wonder then as well, because because what I was told about the programme also is the fact that there's going to be challenges and tasks and different things. But when I kept pushing them to, to find out what exactly they would be, all I would get told is, oh, we don't know yet. But I kind of, I know they do know, because you can't go to Channel 4 with a sort of an idea for a programme and say, we don't really know what we're going to do. So I just... I think they've got a few shocks in store that they're sort of not telling anybody yet. Well, we've had a few shocks tonight. And having watched the show now, are you regretting not having had the chance to go into it? Or do you think you would have done quite well if you'd gone in? <laughs> well, well, I probably wouldn't. But I think I think with the show, they, they, the way they've done it so far, I think this, it's a bit disappointing because how they described it and how I imagined it are two different things. Because I thought, well... Really, it's about also showing people you don't know who you're interacting with. So really, I think what the show should be doing also is sort of shocking, putting a few twists in there for the people who are in there as well. Like maybe having someone in there that the producers not in there to win money, but just in there to antagonise everybody and sort of just to touch sort of things. And I don't think it should be up to the contestants who gets blocked. I think there should be more social interaction with the viewers and the audience. I think the people in the sort of apartments should select one or two people to get voted out and then it should be the public vote because then it adds more dynamics to the show because I think the public would get more behind it and they'd see, they keep people in there on purpose who annoys everybody. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Lisa. I know you've got to go and you've got other things to do, like recover from tonight's episode. But who, who do you think 
you can see going on to win from the contestants still playing the game? If I was going with the current people, I'd probably have to say either Alex, Kate, or maybe even Dan. But in the last episode, they weren't as popular and kind of... But maybe it can change. But those two are my sort of key ones, I'd say, for, for now. And, and what is it you think they're doing that means they could go on and win? Um, they're being nice, basically, I think. And sort of... Well, well Dan actually was quite honest as well when he told... The one who likes you, Nigel Farage, he said, I don't like you. And it's kind of, I think that will work in his favour because people will sort of relate that Dan is a nice person and also his morals, his views are nice as well. Because if you like Nigel Farage, I would question your morals. And of course, Kit comes across as really nice and it's kind of, I think he's, he's one of the best ones because he's playing the game and he's showing you can't really trust anyone and you have to be careful. Although... He's kind. Of, I think he's getting a bit tired, and he's finding it a bit difficult the more he does it. But it's kind of, it's only three weeks, so it can't be that hard to lie for three weeks. And we'll put some links in the notes so you can check out Lisa Lee Dark on her social media. She would have been a much more interesting contestant than most of the people that are in the circle at the moment. I think. Oh, absolutely, and uh, like she said, she said. As she said herself, that it seems to be kind of pretty much reality TV type people in there. I think it could be more interesting. However, you know, you do wonder, um, is that what the point is? It's about the characters they portray. And is it really, in some ways, just about watching the mental health of eight individuals crumble before our very eyes? (laughs) I think that's exactly what it's about. I mean, the interesting thing is, I mean, Freddie is very reality TV. And I found out this week he's been in reality TV shows before as well. No. There was like some kind of fashion dressing thing that he was in previously. And Hannah was also a very reality TV style character in that she was very into her Instagram. The pictures that she posted on Instagram looked nothing like herself and she is now gone, replaced by someone who I think could be very interesting in this game, even if we can't pronounce her name. Oh yeah, Mary. Um, ma- 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 uh, no, yeah. Anyway, so she's come in and she's pretending to be a younger version mm. of herself, which is quite interesting. So we've had a couple of catfish already, but not someone just pretending to be uh, such an excessive version of themselves. Now, the one thing that I found very uncomfortable about this is she's doing something which has actually happened to people I know. She hasn't taken. As Alex has done pictures of a girlfriend, she hasn't taken as Sinead done pictures of her granddad. She's just gone onto the internet, mm. found a profile of someone, doesn't know who he is, and now she's using their pictures and pretending to be that person, which is kind of identity fraud to a massive scale in some ways. It is, but they clearly would have cleared that with the individual whose photos have been used. They're not gonna be there's not gonna be someone sitting at home watching the circle and going that's that's me. <laughs> They've used me as this character. Yeah, because the thing is they would have to, have, well, I'm assuming they'd have to give some kind of uh, image rights allowance for this. Of course. Uh, but what happens all too often in social media, you get away with it, apparently. Not that I've done it. But like somebody could just take those images and pretend to be that and take your pictures and go into a dating profile. And it even happened with some big celebrities to an extent. Um Martin Lewis, who does that money-saving thing, he had his image used on an advert, which was a scam to get money off people, but people trusted it because it had his face. Well, this is the whole thing about this program, isn't it? It's displaying, and that's the underlying message. It is reality TV. It is a little bit disposable, but it is 
the underlying message is you don't know who you're talking to when it's on social media. And here we have a situation where Mirid is pretending to be someone who... Marad. Who, the pictures of which have no relation to who she is. However, I think she's going to do really well. There's something about the benefit of age that I think will really benefit her in this scenario. Right. And there's a song, I can't remember who it's by, but the lyrics are, they go... If I knew right then what I knew right now, I would be the king of the ladies. And it's that kind of thing that if you had the benefit of youth and beauty with the knowledge you have when you get a little bit older, you'd slay it in every single situation, whether it be dating or whether it be making friends, because that benefit of age and that benefit of experience enables you to judge situations. When you're young, you think you know fucking everything. But when you're older, you do know everything. (laughs) And it allows you to judge situations a little bit better. But that also could get her into a little bit of trouble because, yes, you're right about the the benefits of age and experience. However, the difference between being 57 and 32, which she's pretending to be, there's a massive cultural difference. And we've already seen people come unstuck on that previously because they knew or didn't know Little Mix. I'm not sure. We're talking about 20 years there. I think, think, yeah, previously, when when you're a... 30-year-old or 20-year-old pretending to be a 60, 70-year-old, I think that is a cultural difference. I don't think there is as much cultural difference if you're a 50-year-old pretending to be a 20-year-old. I don't think the same gap exists. I think nowadays I think of my parents, for example, and they're 70-ish. I think their cultural awareness of what's going on in the years younger than them is very different to someone who is 30 and their cultural awareness of the 30 years beyond them. Yeah, and to be fair as well, as we've seen so far, basically, if you're over 30 in the circle, you may as well be, you know, ready to die because you're ancient. Yeah, and people who are ancient need their beauty sleep and exactly is what I'm going to do now. So I think that's enough for tonight's episode. Yeah, we're back on Sunday with a very special guest as well. Who have we got on Sunday? Well, I've managed to track somebody down from, well, I can't tell you. It's secret. Is it a secret? What? You can't tell me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, this is, this is, they've asked me not to tell a bit like Janelle said with the baby. So yeah, just you'll have wow. to wait and find out. All right. Well, that sounds exciting. Make sure you have subscribed to this show. However you listen to podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, click that subscribe button and you'll get a Sunday show as soon as as soon as it's ready. And we'll see you for the very next episode of Inner Circle. And just remember, kids, don't drink and podcast. Do it's fun.